Hi, everybody. So happy you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wonder Queer. We have a wonderful guest today that we're very excited to share with you. Mix Tuesday Farrell is an educator, counselor, coach, and consultant who has been giving direct support in one way or another to non-binary and transgender people and their families for over 13 years. In their free time, they like to tend to their wild little cottage garden and houseplants, spend time with their cat, and dive deep into shadow work and other healing-oriented magical workings. Thank you so much for being here, Tuesday. Welcome, Tuesday. Thanks so much for having me, y'all. I'm glad I was able to finally come on this show. It's very exciting to be here. I'm going to tell some stories about the times where the magic of the universe or the incredible improbability of random chance aligning in very specific ways happened during dark times in my life in very unexpected ways. Um, I grew up in Florida. I am not a heat tolerant person. I have no love for Florida in particular. There are a few things I like about it, but all in all, I could just never return for the rest of my life and feel pretty content about that. Um, but I did grow up there and it is solidly against my religion to visit Florida if it's any time that's not between the months of November and March, uh, because any other time is intolerably hot to me, but particularly in the summer, like just really, that's a hard no for me. However, there are two separate times where random chance aligned in such a way that I unexpectedly found myself going to Florida at the very end of July and the very beginning of August, about two years apart. So in 2016, I was about halfway through my graduate program and in counseling. And so as one might expect, uh, my life was falling apart a little bit. <laughs> as is sometimes a side effect of those particular types of schooling endeavors. Um, and I was going through a breakup and it was the final breakup before I got into recovery for uh, childhood attachment trauma. Uh, so it was like a big one for me. It was like the last one before I got into a recovery process and came to understand my attachment wounds from a different angle. Um, and so I... Um, was going through this breakup, having a very hard time, super stressed out from school, just all around very much struggling. And I uh, had attended the Florida School of Massage in the early 2000s uh, when I still lived in Florida. And I, um, that was a, an incredibly formative and important experience for me. That was where my healing journey really started, um, where I became consciously aware of things and, and, uh, was exposed to ideas and, uh, interventions and things that could help me heal. And so my, my healing journey really started there in 2016, the founder of the school passed away, um, in July of 2016 and there was a memorial service for him and I decided at the last minute on a whim to go and there I reconnected up with uh, a former housemate of mine who has been a guest on uh, Wonder Queers 
um, the lovely Reverend Riley Sophia. And she also had gone through the same massage school, but not at the same time as me, but she was a housemate of mine. And we really reconnected there. We had maintained some connection, but seeing each other there in the context of Paul Davenport's memorial, um, really brought us together closely. And she is still someone who is a very close, um, and nurturing support for me in my life and showed up for me in a way that was really unexpected. That was an unexpected, uh, result of me going down to Florida. So then we'll zoom two years into the future. It's 2018. And another friend of mine, Jax, has uh, access to a timeshare condo in the Florida Keys. I grew up in Florida, but I had never been to the Keys. This is the very beginning of August, which is the hottest time of the year in Florida. Again, super solidly against my religion to go to Florida. But I was like, you know what? Why not? Right? Like, this is a free trip to the Keys with someone who I just adore. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, so on a on a whim again, sort of at the last minute, I again broke my vow of I shall never return. Again, did it again and went down there. Uh, and then at that point, I was a couple years into my attachment trauma recovery process. And I really was grappling with this idea of how to connect with a higher power, anything like that, because I'm very much a witchy and spiritual person. But the idea of connecting with deity is not a thing that's ever uh, worked very well for me personally. That part of my healing process was really, really challenging for me. And I found myself sitting on a lawn chair on the sand overlooking beautiful nighttime sky. There was a thunderstorm out in the distance. My inner world was full of turmoil. It was like perfectly reflected over the water, this huge like thunderstorm with the lightning between the clouds. And I couldn't even hear it. It was probably heat lightning, but it was just this glorious display of massive amounts of energy moving and shifting and changing. And it, it sort of synced up almost with what was happening internally. And it was very much one of those as above, so below, as within, so without moments. And I just had this moment where I connected to the sense of feeling completely held, like just totally and completely held by the universe. I got this entirely solidly felt sense of that in my body. And uh, all from a trip that I, you know, was against my religion to take. And there we go. I find the closest thing I've got to God or a higher power, right? <laughs> in this moment of like intense turmoil turning into intense like peace and fulfillment when I'm gazing out across the waters from a state that I just really loathe with all aspects of my being right and so it was this perfect juxtaposition of like everything that was wrong and everything that was right sort of colliding into the wholeness of um, sort of completion and connection and another chance where this unexpected trip yielded the, the support that has stayed with me since then. I'm able to tap into that sense of feeling and think of that in a lot of ways as my higher power. This like sense of connectedness and feeling truly oriented to my place in the universe. Oh, Tuesday, thank you so much um, for your stories and, uh, you know, encapsulating these moments of wonder in the most, um, you know, conflictual places, we'll say, uh, i.e. your commitment to not going to be, in, not being in Florida. Um, the first thing I wanted to go back to is sort of near the beginning of uh, when you started your first story was about this idea about falling apart 
in school. And you said, oh, yeah, this often happens to people when you were doing your counseling school. And it just made me, it really resonated with me. And I was wondering if you could just say a little bit more about that idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, higher education in general is sort of designed to force people to operate beyond their capacity. Unfortunately, it just higher ed usually is designed that way. And then if it's any kind of program that involves introspection and self re- self-reflection and any healing component to it, if you're really showing up for it, you're one, learning how to heal and support other people, but also all of your own stuff gets laid out right in front of you in black and white on the page. <laughs> um, and so sifting through all the juicy, juicy compost um, of those moments is stinky and uncomfortable and gross and if tended correctly will yield you some gorgeous soil for future growth and blooms and things like that yeah that's a great metaphor for it absolutely we we had similar things when we were at seminary people were just kind of falling out really feeling it because you know they were really letting the experience touch them and really trying to you know and learning and realigning in so many ways yeah, I think I think sometimes people go like that's a part of the healing process for people is to um learn like counseling or seminary or some some education environment that that really helps you tap into that. So, it makes sense, but it's but it's a it's a bumpy ride too. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, I would love to ask you about since the first time you were in Florida in this story was 2016 and then the second time was 2018. I'm wondering if there's any link between those two experiences, between those two years and what was happening for you in between. Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. So 2016, I was about halfway through my program of study. And then in 2017, I was almost all the way through. I graduated in the end of 2017, so summer I was right near the end. Um, And so for the summer of 2016, my personal life was sort of falling apart, and I was really diving into that shadow work and really unpacking all the things. And then a very important mentor and healing figure in my life died, and then I'm inspired to go honor his memory, reconnect with my magical friend in a very magical and delightful way. 2017, my... um, my best friend, my companion of 16 years, a delightful, wonderful black cat named Mrs. The Mrs. or Mrs. The Princess. Um, She passed away after we'd lived together for 16 years. She was at least 18. I don't actually know how old she was because until the last six months of her life, she was just ageless uh, and then had a pretty fast decline. And I'm trying to wrap up all all the end of my grad school experience, right? At that point, I'm in internship. I'm seeing clients. Most of my coursework is completed and all my stuff has been all unpacked and laid out and I'm working through it and therapy, working through it and, um, uh, recovery fellowships, um, just working through all that business. Uh, and then she passed away and that was hugely impactful for me. 
Um, and then shortly after that was that full solar eclipse that happened. There's also some magical components there, but that's a story for another time. Um, and then in 2018, I had already graduated. I had already become licensed and I was a newly licensed counselor. Um, so continuing to work with clients, but as a, a newly licensed counselor and um, had really made a lot of progress with the sorting through and the healing and the turning of that compost, right? To tending the compost, adding in the components that needed to be added in, watering it, turning it, turning it into fertile soil. And it was really getting there. It wasn't so stinky and slimy and nasty anymore. It was starting to look a lot more <laughs> like actual fertile soil, metaphorically speaking. Um, and so I was like, yeah, why not? Let's, let me go take a free vacation because my friends are awesome and I love this. Um, and so that was sort of where it was, was like the beginning of this story and the unpacking of the things and being kind of in the middle of it. And then really that completion part where the loss of Mrs. The Princess just hit every single attachment trauma I got, right? And then working through all of that and about a year later being able to have that moment where I'm still processing through the things and I'm struggling with just this one final piece that I really needed it to click in. And then that was the experience that I got to have looking into the vast night sky with almost no light pollution and this amazing thunderstorm. It was really just incredibly magical and also entirely natural. <laughs> I love the, the bookend of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it, has, it does have a kind of completion feel to it, absolutely. Yeah, and so that makes me think about going back to the the first part of that is, you know, coming, uh, sort of re having a reunion with a somebody that you um, hold so dear and is a beloved, you know, because I don't know, just that's a very special thing that happens in, our, in many of our lives, right? You circle away from somebody, things shift and change, and then you find each other again, and it's often just right at the right moment. So maybe you could just talk about a little bit more about that, that moment for you. Yeah, absolutely. So my initial meeting with Riley was also incredibly magical. I um, had recently finished massage school, was starting to deal with all of the initial wounds that got brought up there. I was in the process of going through a divorce. I got married really young. Um, I tried my best to be a heterosexual cisgender person and I absolutely did not succeed at that thank everything for the fact that i did not succeed at that everything um, <laughs> thank yeah. you everything thank you everything. thank you everything <laughs> <laughs> was living in a house by myself where previously i had lived with my um ex-partner and i need i decided i wanted to rent out the other room it was a two-bedroom place and i just was thinking about the idea i hadn't quite landed on it and i um, saw I was out to lunch with a friend at a little cafe and I saw this little flyer and it was just like seeking a quiet a nice quiet room and and I don't even remember but it was just super cute and the amount was really low but I didn't really need to charge money it was helpful but it was fine because it was a mortgage and I could afford it and whatever and so I was like yeah why not so I saw the the flyer and then the address uh, was 
uh, a combination of magical numbers for Riley. So on her end, it was also this very like magical serendipitous moment where I'm like, huh, maybe I should rent my room. And then I see this flyer. And anyway, so we met um, and she was one of the first queer people that I was ever really close to. And this was at the time where I was just coming out of trying so hard to comply and do the things Mm. I was supposed to do around like sexual orientation, gender identity, all that jazz. And then the universe was like, here, you should have a queer (laughs) to live with you and help you through this process and bless her for doing that. Um, for sure. And we've always, we, we always remained friends, but we lived in different parts of the country and weren't in regular, regular contact. Um, and then when Paul Davenport died in 2016 and I went down there, I didn't even know she was going to be there. Um, because I think at the time she was living in Portland, which is a very long haul. And I was up here in North Carolina, so I could just drive down. It wasn't that big of a, um, it wasn't that big of a trek for me. And I don't think I even knew she was going to be there. And we really just reconnected in this way because both of us have been so strongly impacted by Paul Davenport and the Florida School of Massage. And from there on, we really stayed much more in contact. And I think where we were in our childhood attachment trauma processes sort of more aligned and we became more of a regular and continual support for each other and maintaining connection and like supporting each other's healing and growth and um, supporting that recovery process in each other and really have we talked to each other at least once a week usually but we've maintained a much closer connection since that time nice yeah that's great I love that um that Riley showed up like like (laughs) Here, you need, it's, instead of the old saying, it's more like, you're queer, we're here, get used to it, you know? Yeah, I just see this, like, package, you know, like, oh, I know what you need, and sort of, like, someone coming to deliver a nice, (laughs) fully, sort of, you know, blossoming queer person. There, here you go, take this into your house, you're going to have a good time. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So during this time of the pandemic, I think a lot of people are seeing around them sort of reflections of how they feel and kind of somewhat nightmarish, you know, stuff going on out in the world. And I loved how you described seeing, you know, a sunset, but there's a thunderstorm. It's like a little bit off in the distance and it perfectly matched your your insides. Can you say more about how that reflection of nature felt to you? Something that has always been true for me is I find some peace in orienting myself towards the natural cycles and the natural laws of the universe, right? Um, There's something that gives me a grounded sense of peace to know that the moon is going to wax and wane there will be eclipses every so often both solar and lunar the tides are going to come in the tides are going to go out the seasons are going to change and my healing has really grounded into that forever even when i was a child and didn't know what was going on i spent as much time as i could playing around in nature and and i think one of the things that has been really healing and appealing for me about that connection to the natural world is there's almost never an intent to harm in the natural world not that harm doesn't happen but there's almost never an intent to harm so would i get hurt when i'm climbing around Mm -hmm. in trees and playing in the creek and doing the nature thing sure sometimes i would get hurt but there was never any like harmful intent in that and so that was the place where i could feel the safest 
Um, even if wounding might still happen, it didn't wound me mm. on an emotional level the same way it does when humans have the intent to harm each other, right? Um, and so that I have a long history of that connectedness to nature and to the natural cycles. I tend to like to live a little bit closer to nature than most people do. I have a gajillion spider housemates because this cabin doesn't actually seal from the elements. And I love that, right? It's not for everyone, but I love it. Um, and there are times where I felt so betrayed by the universe because my internal experience and what was happening externally in the environment was so discordant. In 2003, two of my very close friends died um, right around my birthday. And the day that I found out that they died was this like super bright, sunny day. And I internally was a huge thundercloud of doom and gloom and sorrow and shock and, you know, pain and all the things. And I remember being so angry and resentful that the outside didn't reflect the inside and like feeling some dissonance as if the universe was somehow cheating me. Like, can't you give me like a gloomy day? Come on. Um, and so I think there was something that was extra magical for me in that moment because my internal cycle was actually aligned with what was happening in the external world. But I'm not always on the same cycle or the same pattern. I'm not always synced up to the natural world around me in those same ways, right? Like I'm someone who tends to come more alive during the winter than in the summer because I'm not super heat tolerant. And the winter time is when everything is like dormant and still and hushed. And I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to party. All right. Woo. <laughs> um, right. So it's not uncommon that I won't actually be aligned with what's happening in the natural world. But the having that moment where what was happening inside of me was reflected outside. And I think the piece of it being like a giant cloud front and stormy stuff in this like perfectly clear night sky. Other than that, I could see all of the top and sides of it but it looks big and messy and dangerous and scary. And actually what was happening inside of me felt big and messy and dangerous mm. and scary, but it really was just a release of a lot of energy, right? It was just this release of lots of chaotic energy that needed to come out to see, oh, when I was fully and completely aligned with the natural cycles around me and the world around me in this way um, that reflected that like, as above, so below, as within, so without moment, right? When I could see that, it just added this extra layer of sweetness and it really unlocked some part of my body, some part of my soul, so to speak, um, some part of my animated force connected with the universe in a way that I think I'd been just trying to figure out how to do mm. for so long, right? Having a connection to a felt sense of belongingness in the universe, right? And being truly oriented to my place in the universe and who I was and where I was and how I was connected. Sounds like it helped you accept yourself where you were a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think of it like that there was like this perfect container, like what was going on with you, what was going on outside. It was almost like, a, you know, I don't know, a weaved basket. And then you could just get right in the middle of it and be like, I, I got this. I know what I'm held by. I know, I know my place. I know I'm safe and, and have a f this, this, there is a higher power working in my, in my life, having that. And, and just the, I always think about the vastness and the, you know, of, of 
you know, having those moments with nature because, and that the part of the vastness makes us, makes me feel like, oh yeah, and it goes on forever, you know? It ha- doesn't contain by our, you know, our material world. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I know some people, when they think about the vastness of the universe, mm-hmm. it, it, it elicits sort of an anxiety response. For me, I feel so at peace when I recognize the truly um, miraculousness of the fact that I even exist, because statistically, it's so improbable, it's basically impossible. But yet here I am experiencing life with awareness of the fact that I'm experiencing life. Like the statistical <laughs> odds of that are so minuscule, it is mind blowing. And absolutely inspiring to me and makes me feel just grateful like immense amounts of gratitude and awe about the fact that I even happen to exist on the planet as a human with a frontal cortex that can think about the fact that I exist mind-blowing right and that vastness of space that really hammers home for me the truly truly how insignificant I am like in the vast in the vastness of the known universes and who knows how big it is beyond that right in the vastness of what we know of the universe like i am so much smaller than even a single cell part of a body right like just the most minuscule and for me that is something that brings me a great deal of peace because it's that again that duality or that juxtaposition of the fact that i exist is remarkable and incredible and basically magical so improbable and I'm entirely insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So the combo of both of those things being true does something really good for my soul. Yeah, yeah, I love that feeling too of just being of of being so uh, mm. aware of how small, you know, what like that that total cliche of like a grain of sand. I find I find it really also extremely comforting, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know because and everything shifts um, my perspective you know around whatever uh, whatever seems so you know truly Mm. important it just sort of what what happened what what it's (laughs) how is oh how is this important what (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's great it takes some pressure off I don't think I don't think a lot of people maybe live that way like regularly like there may be moments but um one's own insignificance can be a great comfort (laughs) yeah it's literally not possible for me to be too much it's just as insignificant as the improbability of my existence in the first place right so like if I get really hard on myself if I get really down on myself if I ever feel like I'm too much or even not enough it's it's so magical that I exist because of how minuscule and insignificant I am in the grand scheme of things yeah perfectly said well I'm headed to Florida soon and I gotta say Florida's got some big (laughs) shoes to fill now I mean but I'm going during your time that that is allowed by your religion, I think, right? Well, maybe you'll have magical experiences. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I will let you know. But maybe you have to be tortured for a couple decades by Florida before <laughs> she'll give you those magical experiences. I don't know. Punished. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, You're punished. Yeah. Florida, Florida has her own rules, it seems to me. Yeah. You know. The oh, sunshine yeah. state. Is that sarcasm florida (laughs) well thank you so much for being with us tuesday and i for one am so glad you exist even under the 
sheer impossibility of it all. Mm, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's really been a delight. And if you like the podcast, feel free to like and subscribe or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us at wonderqueer.com and at wonderqueerpodcast on Instagram. Please send us your stories. We want to share them. They, they mean a lot to people, and we're really excited to be doing this. And until next time, keep swimming in the wonder. Keep cheering the queer. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.